Hey, fellow mathers, do you have limited classroom time? Do you want to make the biggest, best impact on your students that you can? Then you need to start here with the Math is Figureoutable Challenge. It's three one-hour sessions of the quickest and most powerful ways to reach the most students with the most math. We're having special guest Jenna Labe. Mark your calendars for May 15th through 17th at 7 p.m. Central and watch this space to find out when registration opens. If you can't make those times, you'll want to register anyway so you can get access to the session recordings. And now, on to the episode. Hey, fellow mathematicians! Welcome to the podcast where math is figure outable. I'm Pam. And I'm Kim. And we make the case that mathematizing is not about mimicking steps or rote memorizing facts, but it's about thinking and reasoning, about creating and using mental relationships. Y'all, we take the strong stance that not only are algorithms not particularly helpful in teaching, but that mimicking algorithms actually keep students from being the mathematicians they can be. We answer the question, if not algorithms and step-by-step procedures, then what? All right, in this episode, we are going to have a little bit of fun because I've been thinking about something and I am going to live ask Kim what she thinks. You're going to hear... You're going to hear maybe more than you ever wanted to about what Kim and Pam do in their free spare time when they chat. So often when Kim and I are on the phone or on a Zoom or we we go on a a workshop together or a film shoot together um, and we're just chatting, it's funny because we do talk about some personal stuff, but often it will be, you know, like we'll beat something out and we both of us really enjoy kind of getting... Um, to the heart of the matter and, and, and helping each other understand what, he, what we really think and believe about uh, some things. Yeah. All right. So Kim, I have been playing with an idea. We are really clear. You and I are really clear that uh, doing mathematics, that being a mathematician, mathematizing is not about speed. Yeah. It's not about being fast. And we both have some uh, experiences in our life um, with people that are close to us who've had very negative experiences with math because they because of time pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband was one of them. My daughter mm-hmm. uh, didn't like time pressure. Mm-hmm. I think you have some people in my your kids. My kids have life. had that experience. I wasn't going to volunteer. That was your yeah, yeah. They definitely have. Um, and so I've been thinking a lot about the fact, and I, I've mentioned it every once in a while, but I kind of want to dive into it a little bit more about how that's similar to the fact that I played basketball. So mm-hmm. if you ever watch me on a Zoom, you'll notice I have a basketball behind me kind of in my my uh, background. Basketball uh, was uh, fun for me. Um, I played a lot uh, as a youth. I've played as an adult a little bit. And interesting uh, for me, I was not particularly quick. So I could last the game. Like I had pretty good stamina. I don't know. I could, you know, like I, I could run the whole game, but I wasn't the quickest kid on the on the court, but I was allowed to play. Mm. Um. And I wonder sometimes if, if I were to try to compare this to math, I wonder sometimes <laughs> if we have misunderstood the game. Not, not maybe everybody, but I think a lot of people, if you've ever taken our quiz, if you haven't taken our quiz yet, um, we'll put that in the show notes to go take our, our perspectives quiz on what math is. But I think there's a lot of people who, like me, thought that math was a disconnected set of facts to memorize and rules and procedures to mimic. And that's what we did. And if you were fast at, at recalling those disconnected sets of facts and you were fast at repeating, mimicking those, those procedures and steps, then you were sort of considered good at math. And, and I'm suggesting that is not the game of math Mm -hmm. and, and basketball, when I, I, 
I was I was allowed to play the real game of basketball. And I wonder if by misunderstanding the game, we have not allowed kids to play the real game of mathematics. And even if Kim, if they have a different perspective or had a different perspective growing up, more like you did, where you did a lot of things uh, using relationships and connections, mm-hmm. you played a lot with numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, but am I correct that even in your life, there was a little bit of misunderstanding about the game. Yeah. I mean, I definitely had teachers who, um, like, did you show what was going on in your head? No, 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 (laughs) no, because it wasn't a thing. It wasn't a thing, right? It was, I, I I always, you know, I love my teachers, but I was a, a teacher pleaser to the degree that I never spoke about what I did in my head to anyone. I, it, it wasn't, it wasn't what math was in, in quotes. And, you know, I definitely messed with number a ton, but it, it was about following their rules and recording on paper. You know, I can remember my dad being kind of irritated with me when I would do homework because I would have a conversation with him about whatever. And then I would dutifully write on my paper, all the, you know, carry the ones and whatever. And he would be like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> because you just had a conversation about what's happening in your brain. Yeah. Yeah but yep. you would record what you were yep. supposed to record. You know, I, I want to say something before you get away with it. And, and, okay. and I don't know where you're going because we haven't talked about this, but <laughs> when you just said people weren't allowed to play the game, it instantly, when you said you were allowed to play basketball and even though you weren't necessarily fast, it makes me think of around the world and how the kids that don't continue to play, like they're just shut out because they weren't fast. They well, weren't- let's let's maybe describe. Maybe everybody has a. But so around the world, two kids stand up. Yep. The teacher flashes a fact. Uh-huh. Whoever says it first stays up. Yeah. So then a new kid stands up. Teacher flashes a fact. Whoever yep. gets it right stays up. Yep. Okay. So now what were you saying? So about that? so we're rewarding fast instantly, uh-huh. and then even it's it's so contradictory because even in those teachers' minds, the way that it's supposed to work is it's supposed to help everyone get better, but it still only rewards the kids who already know or are the quickest at knowing, right? Well, so, and, and who gets practice during that? The kid who is the <laughs> fastest. It's ridiculous. Everybody who doesn't know a fact sits quickly, down quickly, and then they yes. get no more practice. Yeah. So it like, uh, who, anyway. in whose universe is that a good activity? <laughs> it's so know. funny. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. Good, yeah. Excellent point. Um, I, I want to bring up a little bit about something that kind of comes up in this. Uh, this is all not very well formed in my head. So thanks everybody for letting me sort of beat it out. But I'm aware that there's this sense of, um, of in me about, about what the game really is mm-hmm. and allowing kids to play. So, so even though I was a little slow uh, and I'm short, so I wasn't quick, I'm short. I was allowed to actually play the game. Here's what didn't happen. I wasn't, I wasn't put over in, uh, like go over on the sidelines and until you can dribble for so much time and until you can, um, pat, like, like, let me, let me separate these little tiny skills into, and until Mm -hmm. you can do that, I'm not letting you on the court. Like in fifth grade, they put us on the court, like threw the ball at us and said, go. And we just Mm -hmm. had a blast, like just playing the game. Now I'm not saying we didn't ever pull things apart and look at some specific skills and, and, uh, and get better at things. But let me take one in particular. So as a high school player, um, I learned what a triple threat was in basketball. And I may get way too. some people are like, Pam, really you're talking about basketball. Well, bear with me for just a second. 
So I learned this thing called a triple threat. And if you hold the ball just right and you get your body in the right stance, then it's called a triple threat because in that moment I can shoot from that place. I can shoot immediately, quick, bam, the shot is up and I'm, and I'm scoring. I can immediately go and dribble from that, from that. If I'm in the right place, my body and the ball, I can go and dribble or I can pass, bam. So I can do three things right from there. I have no wasted motion. I have no, so it's, so it's really important because it's a, if you can get that down, that when you catch the ball, you're instantly in that triple threat. Now you are a threat in three ways. And the, the defense now has to sort of watch for all those things, blah, blah, blah. My point in bringing that up is even though I spent time, A, getting that stance down and, and having the ball in the right place, and B, practicing all three of those options, in that game, when I caught the ball, I then had those options. I was free to choose how to play the game. I would submit that in math, if we have misunderstood the game of mathematics, we have said to kids, thou shalt dribble. Mm -hmm. Or in this case, when you, when you catch the ball in this case, on this place in the floor, you have to shoot. And we have taken away, we haven't even taught them the other things. We've given them something to do. That, that may or may not make sense to them. It might be the series of steps that, that they, it's, it's not their work. And then, and then they have no freedom, no agency, no, um, I don't know, what's another word that like the, the, to choose it's, they're not empowered at that point. It's just like, do the thing. So if I can sort of compare the two activities, I think even worse than that, we've taken some kids and if they never, if they, if they couldn't do one of those things, then we haven't even let them on the court. Right. And I think that that's, that's interesting. That, okay. So what do I mean by that in math? We have said, if you don't have your facts memorized, then you just keep working over here. You just keep doing your facts. And we, and we just keep giving them things to do, steps to do and over and over every year. We just keep drilling the same things and, the, and kids never get a chance to actually play the real game. I don't know. Does that work for you? Yeah, it does. And, I, and I'm thinking specifically about in classrooms where you have opportunities to have kids shine in other areas and they don't even get to participate in that because they're sitting at a table somewhere working on their facts. Like you have a rich task going on and they don't even get to participate in the conversation or the, the puzzles or the, because, because they, they have to get out of you know, fact practice, or they, they go to a small group somewhere. And so they miss something that's happening in a classroom that's richer because they did can't, they don't quote, get the basics yet. It's like, yeah, it's all fact, precursor. I remember you as a teacher telling me, quit taking my kids out for their, um, I don't know what you call it at that point, but like RTI or special, what, like the kids would be pulled out of your math class for math help. Yeah. And you were like, no, 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 no. no like, thank you. Like, like leave them in here. They, we, A, they need this experience and B, we need them here. Yes. So we might have a creative thinker and we might have a spatial thinker. We might have a kid who uh, is a really good arguer, like it creates yeah. really good arguments and, and justifying thinking. We might have um, students who are more, uh, adept at deductive reasoning and students that are more adept at inductive reasoning. And, and, and if those kids don't happen to have this one little like bit of something done, then yeah, like you said, we sort of set them aside. All right, you go over there and do that thing. Well, and, and not you, only I'll say it again, not only are they missing out, but we are missing out on what they would bring to the table. Yeah. Don't you think also that it has something to do with um, like somebody who has a very linear approach to learning 
this mm-hmm. idea that like there are all these skills in order and you can't move on until you get all these skills. And that's just not where you and I are coming from. Yes. And I also think there's a little bit, uh, boy, I was going to go somewhere. Can you hang on to that? Yeah. <laughs> where I thought you were going was we might have a, a learner who sees all connections mm-hmm. that, and we want to have, we want to keep that learner in the discussion next to the learner. Who's a little bit more of like, wait, I can't think about that till I think about this. And I've mm-hmm. got to like, wait, I have to connect this to that before I like, we, we have, we have different strengths. Yeah. And those two learners will, will be better for interacting with each other. Yeah. Well, and, and I'm a personal example is I've got a, a son who does think deeply about stuff and makes choices about stuff. And so, you know what does it slows him down, mm-hmm. but it has absolutely nothing to do with his ability. In fact, I happen to think that he has more connections than many people, but he has to wade through which ones are going to be useful in that moment. And that takes him a little bit longer. Yeah. And so he doesn't maybe appear yep. to be, uh, I don't know, the, the, it's not the fastest one in the group for sure. He's, he's definitely not appearing to be the fastest one, which then could translate to, Oh, I guess you're not as um, mathematically adept or you mm-hmm. don't understand as much. But when in reality he understands far more and it's the fact that he's actually parsing through what he knows because it's so cool because he's so connected. Um, but if you're not asking questions and you're not giving students experience in rich tasks, you're not going to see that. You're not going to be able to acknowledge that. And then kids will, uh, be the ones that are not allowed on the court. Then yeah. they, okay, you're over here. All you can do are sort of these drills over here and we're not going to let you actually play the real game of math. Yeah. So there's another part of this. That I, it's connected in my head. We'll see that if, if it actually is sort of connected. Um, where sometimes people will talk to me about talent and they'll say, mm-hmm. but Pam, some kids just have the math gene. Some kids are just better at math and there's kids that are better at. So this is tricky for me. And Kim, feel free to like help me do this you know me well enough. Yeah. So I'm going to cop to the fact, I'm going to, I'm going to own up that. Yeah. Like I think there is some talent involved, just like when I played basketball, I was not the most talented kid on the court. I was not the quickest. I was definitely not the tallest. In other words, I didn't have some inherent things. You're like, Pam, tall is not talent. Yeah. But it's, it's like an inherent thing, right? My Mm -hmm. parents are normal. normal. I just said normal. My parents are average size, not normal. Um, and so I, you know, I'm, I'm five, six and a half, which is always funny. Cause my, my basketball coach always listed me as five, seven. Mm-hmm. No, sorry. I have it backwards. The basketball coach listed us short. The volleyball coach listed us tall. It was all this mind game. It was kind of, anyway, funny. <laughs> um, so I didn't have sort of some natural things that you might be like, Pam, that's not your game. Don't play. But I was allowed to play. Yeah. Like, like it, not just here, you got to go do all this crazy, these weird disconnected, um, uh, drills and stuff until you're sort of good enough to get on the real court. No, no, no. Like I was allowed to get on the court and actually play the game. And because I worked so hard then I was good enough that I, I made the varsity team. I played, uh, we were, uh, we always took at least third. Okay. Fourth at the state championship game. And, and I, I had the opportunity to play semi-pro basketball in Switzerland. I mean, I was allowed to play the game to whatever extent that I wanted to play because it was the real game. And I I worry sometimes that we look at sort of this natural talent thing and we say, oh, well, maybe because I don't see you quickly doing something that I consider to be, oh, well, you better be able to do that at math. I have no idea what my snap sounds like on a podcast. (laughs) I'm snapping when I do that. You don't care. Um, It's, it's, I worry that we're like, well, if if they don't have this natural talent at math, then then there's no way that you're going to be able to 
to, to do the real math. So we're going to, we're going to yeah. put you over here until you look like you can, I don't know, repeat your facts over and over quick enough. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if uh, I may can I jump in. Yeah. Yeah. Quick? Yeah. Go, because go, go. I just had a short conversation with one of our journey members who said that some of her coworkers think that what we're talking about problem strings and rich math and uh, tasks and like real math mm -hmm. is for some kids only. And, and what they've identified is it's for quote unquote advanced kids that it's, that it's not for every kid. I'm <laughs> screaming in my mind right yeah, now. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, yeah interesting. I'm, I'm trying... and, and so to be clear, I think that that is a typical, I, I definitely have had colleagues um, who kind of had that mindset. Okay. I had colleagues who even had more of a, <laughs> I literally had colleagues at one of the schools that I taught at. We, we had a math hall and all the math teachers were in the same hall. And my colleague said to me, if they don't want to be here, let's just don't, not even have them in this hallway. Hmm. Like if they, if, if they're not the advanced student, we don't even want them here. And I, I'm like, ah, because what they were judging on was sort of this natural talent thing that they sort of looked at. If you don't have the math gene, we're, we don't want to deal with you. And what Kim and I are saying is come and play with us, mm -hmm. come and play the real game. It is not just for the quote unquote advanced learners, whatever that means for you. It's not just for the quick kids or the high flyers or the, mm -hmm. the, the, the or real math is for all kids. And, and if I may, I, I just want to sort of stay with basketball for just a second. So um, part of what made me a good basketball player, like that allowed me to play in Switzerland is I knew the game. Mm -hmm. I was the one who could like tell you intricacies about what the other team was doing, the plays they were running, what would, what, how we could counter them. Well, um, a, a, as an example, one of the um, players on my high school team who, who played ahead of me. So I, she was on the court before I was, uh, she was, in other words, like my coach considered her a better player than me and sat down one day in the middle of a game. And I was trying to figure out what kind of zone they were playing. So zone is a kind of defense. I was getting really particular about like what kind of zone so that I would, you know, could, could, when I got out there, I was going to know better how I could sort of counter that. And she turned to me and she said, are they playing zone or man? Now mm -hmm. I, I know we're in a math uh, podcast. So you are be like, Pam, why are you talking about basketball? So that's like a really broad general question. That's like anyone uh, in, in my mind, I was like, really? You don't even know if they're okay. Like, and I was like, I, I knew the game. So that kind of could counter some of her natural athleticism because I knew the game that I had some skills that could sort of, uh, way up. I'm not saying that well, they could measure up. That's the word I want. I could measure up. I could get on the court with her because she had some natural athleticism and I had sort of some natural uh, sense about the game. Yeah. Is that true in our mathematics class? And we're suggesting that that could be true. That, Can that, I add one not, more thing? It is true. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So I, I don't, know a ton about basketball, but I do um, know that Michael Jordan was pretty average, right? And what he did was give himself a lot of experience. So he was like notoriously known for his childhood growing up being every day on the court, after school, on this, his home you know, time, hoops, time, 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 experience, experience, right, experience. Right. And so the more experience we can give all kids, we've continued to say is going to help all kids. Like yeah, experience matters kids. so Ex much. Experience matters. And so if we set them aside, go, go do these drills over here until we're going to allow you to play the real game. It's mm -hmm. not the way to help everybody advance because we need their voice 
in as well. Absolutely. So one more kind of unrelated thing that I wanted to bring in uh, along this talent kind of a thing. I just want to give one more illustration. So weird. I was in the jazz choir in high school. And in order to get in the jazz choir uh, as a sophomore, because nope, they were only juniors and seniors, um, I tried out and, and became the bass player. So I played the bass guitar. I was in the rhythm section. And um, I, just quickly, uh, I wasn't all that good, but I, I could read music. Um, what I wasn't, I wasn't the kid that could pick up the guitar and jam. I wasn't the kid that could just like start playing. Like sometimes people were like, hey, let's just jam. And they would all start playing and I would sit there. I was like, hand me some music. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know what that means to just jam. I, 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 that's my, my talents lie in being able to read the music and play what's supposed to be. Now I could actually create a part, but I had to kind of like know the key and all the things, but the drummer in our jazz choir, he was phenomenal. That guy could play anything and not only could play, he could sing. Oh, that guy could wail. I swear he was like Billy Joel. Like every time we would do anything, he was, everybody loved John and he was just had this natural flair and talent. But when we went to competition and we had to do the sight reading part, very, very few people knew this, but John couldn't read music. He hmm. just faked it so well. And so um, I hope John doesn't mind me like telling everybody that. I don't <laughs> think he would mind. Um, hey, John out there. He's not a math teacher. It's fine. Um so uh, when we went to competition and we have to do the sight reading competition, they would give us a brand new piece of music that we'd never seen. And they would give us a certain amount of time and all this protocol and everything. And we would have to learn the music as fast as we could. And then they would come in and they would judge us on how well we were able to perform that piece of music in a quick, you know, we only had so much time to quickly learn it and then play it. Well, as soon as they would give us the music and leave, the conductor would work with the singers and I would turn to John and I would go, okay, dude, it's like this. And I would walk him through the music because I could read music. That was a talent I had. And then he would go, okay, this and then that. And I'm like, yeah. And then they would walk back in and they would say, okay, everybody, here we go. And the conductor would lead us through it. And as he, as we would do it and everybody's singing, I would go, John, two music, two measures, one measure, go. And now it's going to be the swing section. And now it's going to be the jazz section. And now it's going to be that. And I would like talk him because he didn't read music. And then we were phenomenal. Our rhythm section was amazing, but we had different talents. We brought different talents to the mix and, and that made the world better. I would suggest we ask you math teachers to consider that all students bring a brilliance to our math classes when we play the real game of mathematics. When we're actually mathematizing the way mathematicians mathematize, everybody can join in and everybody has a place on the court of real math. So if you want to learn more mathematics and refine your math teaching so that you and students are mathematizing more and more, then join the Math is Figureoutable movement and help us spread the word that math is figureoutable. Thank you for listening and making math more figureoutable. Remember, we're going to be opening registration for the Math is Figureoutable challenge soon. Mark your calendar from May 15th through 17th. You are not going to want to miss these free PD evenings where you'll learn four routines you need in your classroom that are naturally engaging and encourage students to think mathematically. And remember, if you can't make those times, registering gets you access to the recordings. Keep making math figure outable.